Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. Good evening, Matt and Fran, uh, who've joined me to talk about Burnley nil, Liverpool one on Sunday, and also to touch upon the home victory at Anfield 2-0 against Leicester on Thursday. Matt, um, it was a, a difficult game, wasn't it, at Turf Moor? You'd expect that because Burnley always make it difficult. But the weather conditions were horrendous. It was, you know, perfect storm of wind and rain. Um, and we, we struggled out there in the first half until we managed to get a bit of a grip of the game towards the end of the first half and just managed to somehow grind out the result because it, it, it wasn't a sparkling performance. Uh, there was a lot of under underperformers out there. But those are the types of games that you've just got a win so um i don't know if you'd give the give the players credit for um for getting the win or whether you'd be you'd be wanting a little bit more from them yeah we really grinded out the win didn't we because the weather conditions were just just terrible it's one of them isn't it where the performance doesn't really matter so much you just got to get three points play on thursday then play against sunday it's it's tough and it's a tough period for us at the moment so we're just going to need we're just going to need these wins and we just need to kind of keep churning, churning out these wins without kind of expending so, so much energy because uh, we still dominated the game. It's just um, it's just kind of that final, final creativity was, was missing a little bit. But those conditions were just like Sunday league, weren't they? <laughs> you know, you know, where uh, just the ball going everywhere. And you could see like, uh, you could see how wet it was because Alison's hair as well. He was just completely soaked, wasn't he? <laughs> and it was. the players were just... All the players were just soaked and it was just a really difficult game because Burnley's a hard game to play at the best of times as well, isn't it, James? You know, so. Yeah, I think, Pad, it, it is just um, the time of the season now when it's only the results that matter. And, and you know, in, in 18, 19 and 19, 20, when we won the league previous year, obviously we've got a record number of points. I mean, there were there were plenty of games where we were winning by the odd goal and weren't playing particularly well, and we just found a way. So I, I think on balance, you, you would have to say uh, Liverpool could have done a little bit more. They could have been a little bit more of a, of a threat offensively for me, but um, they all put in a shift and they just found a way and just got the job done. Yeah, Burnley created a couple of chances. We had a couple of good chances as well. And um, I think once we got the goal, we just managed the game. Um, you don't you don't mind doing that when you just need to get over the line and, and get some wins. I think we've been guilty this season of um, conceding goals when we're, when we're in ahead. So it's good to see first against Leicester and then against Burnley that we can we can win games 1-2-0 we can just slow the pace down and, and control the game. Um, I think it's easy to just get caught up in the battles sometimes. I think Fabinho said that after the game, that sometimes you forget that you can just get the ball down and pass it because you're too too involved in all the scrapping for the balls and the physical uh, challenges. Um, so, yeah, looking good. I think playing two games a week, um, so in midweek and at the weekend, um, you're going to get a little bit of fluctuation in performance of some of the players and we've obviously got that challenge coming up in the next month or two with Champions League and finals and FA Cup still in the Cup and the FA Cup so um, yeah there's going to be lots of games come thick and fast and 
won't be surprised there's a couple more performances like that we're a bit we're a bit um under par but as long as we're controlling the game and you know just doing enough to win then then I'll be happy we've got um seem to have a fully fit squad so we seem to be we got a bit of momentum now as well so we've got the tools really needed for this next group of games and that are all coming thick and fast yeah, just talking about the goal yeah sorry James just talking about the goal um it's amazing that statistic now army goals we've scored off set pieces again again isn't it you know like I was looking at the stats before 23 percent of our goals in the Premier League have been scored from set pieces which is staggering isn't it it's massive particularly when it's the opening goal I mean against Leicester we get the the opening goal from uh, the corner with the Van Dyke header and then Jota the slaughter yeah. a few yards out bangs it in and yeah, then again yeah. on the weekend with um, you know the, the sort of hot Fabinho who can't stop scoring at the moment picking up another goal from from a set piece and Fabinho does really well for that goal doesn't he I mean he's he's alert he's alive he gets the first effort and then he stabs it home with the second so he's our best player at the moment you know minus Salah obviously we've been on form but obviously he's not been here has he obviously because of the the, the African nations but I, I would go as far as to say but I think Fab has been been our best performer um, since, since after Christmas or, or in the new year I, th- I think that's a that's a good shout. I mean, um, Fabinho has been one of those players who's ha- had a bit of patchy form this season, and there are quite a few of them. Um, but at the moment, he just seems to be be everywhere, sort of omnipresent. Just uh, his ability to be in the right place and the right at the right time in terms of dealing with loss of possession, in terms of just intercepting a pass. But more so, getting in a tackle, or you know, bringing someone down, or just you know, just clearing everything up. I just sort of refer to him as the cleaner. He just seems to tidy everything up. Yeah, we talk about scoring goals in art, scoring great. I'm sorry, um, great passes. But the way Fabino intercepts the ball when he's in that right position, that's 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 art in itself because it's it's so good. He does it so consistently it's so amazingly and there's and there's nobody else in, in our team that can do that and it's key because it starts the attack off doesn't it? it 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 stops the opposition from 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 breaking and it and it starts and it starts our attack off so it's just so important as you said cleaning it up well even his um his goal was a kind of counter press wasn't it it was more of a tackle hitting or something you know the, the second ball that comes out he's yeah, the yeah. first one to react and He's really good at, at that winning second balls in the midfield. It was kind of like that, wasn't it? He's obviously yeah, yeah, taken was, some some confidence from scoring. I mean, there's, there's some stats stats around, isn't there? A moment about who you know who who scored more goals in 2022, and he's he's ahead of quite a few forwards um, yeah. in, in European football. But he's probably taken some encouragement from the fact that he's picked up a goal or two and then just built on that and. He must know that he's playing at a top top level, which is what we need. Um, yeah. When we're going to the San Siro on on Wednesday tomorrow night, so I think what what was obvious to me on the weekend at Burnley is that you had that sort of lower spine of the Liverpool team. The you know Allison in goals. Um, you've got 
uh, Van Dijk and Matip at the heart of the defence, and then you've got Fabinho. That, that those four are just really in top form at the moment. Um, but it, it does bear saying that you watch the highlights of the match, and you know you feel as though Burnley have had quite a few chances, but the vast majority of those chances are not chances because they were actually just offsides. And um, I, I think that's got to be borne in mind, particularly when you look at the stats that came out in the week about how Liverpool um, are the um, the team with with by far the most offside decisions in their favourites over a, over a century now. Um, whereas I think that the second ranked side of City somewhere in the 60 mark. I mean, it, we've talked about this, haven't we, about this high line and and um, whether it's been the right thing to do uh, at all times. But it, I'm beginning to think it's a bit of a, a bit of a feat here from Klopp to be able to pull this off because it's a massive advantage to us. And um, we seem to be playing it really well. Yeah, when it when it works, it's amazing, isn't it? Because you squeeze the pitch and you um, allow more counter-pressing opportunities. You win the ball back high, and and you're pretty much in on goal, aren't you? Um, so it's it's high risk, high reward. I think we're obviously really good at doing it. And I think that sometimes that gets lost is how effective we are at that. Um, yeah, the Burnley game, we did. We, we give away a couple of chances. Some of them were offside. But I don't know, it's kind of like, even if it's marginal, it still still lifts the crowd. Um, and I think we didn't, we could have um, managed that a little bit better. I, I don't know whether it was just because it was Burnley and they've uh, not, uh, they don't really have fast forwards. Tends to just have big, you know, lanky giants, don't they? Um, <laughs> whether we played more for even even higher than we normally do just because we thought well I'm going to back Van Dyke or um or Matip on the run back um so I don't know whether that was just an extra couple of yards at the weekend but it's a feature of how we play and I think in theory it all works well and I think just if, if it goes wrong then it is there's high risk so that's why I think at times if if uh, the formation's out of line or, or something goes wrong, you can have these these spells and periods where the other team knows that all they need to do is, is, is play a well-timed um, through ball through and you can you can get a goal. So as long as, the, as, long as they're, um, they're managing it well, then it's really effective. But because it's high risk, then you're going to get the odd um, flashes where they don't quite get it right because in the day they're just just humans, aren't they? You know, you can't can't be meant to be perfect all the time in stopping the balls coming through, but also just getting the time to that line. Yeah, I think the say, the thing to say though, Matt, is that um, they're really good at it. They're really good at playing that offside trap. Van Dijk and Matip are just two experienced centre backs who uh, don't uh, tend to get too nervous. Uh, at those critical moments. And I think Paddy's right, and we've said it this season, that if perhaps the the two lines of three in front of the defence are are not doing their jobs properly, then you can get a situation where it becomes more difficult to control the runs 
because that you know they're not compressing the space and there's more time for for offensive players to play a through ball or for the the, the runners to make the right run. Uh, and certainly, I do feel as though absolutely it it has been a system that we should have slightly uh, altered when for example you know you're 1-0 up with five minutes to go till half time and you just need to maybe drop in a bit and say well we're not on top of this game let's just sit in and control things in a different way but generally speaking I mean um, I, I think it's a massive massive positive I mean the last two games we've had clean sheets again so it's obviously Team. working. Teams fancy it, don't they? They feel like, oh, we can we can get past this offside trap. When it actually comes down to it, uh, they they can't. And uh, particularly this year, we've had you know we've had three clean sheets, haven't we? Um, so you know we're obviously doing some something right. To be perfectly honest, and I think that's helped, as you say, by the fact that Van Dyke's now almost in in peak form now, isn't he? Um, it took him perhaps maybe a little bit longer than expected to get back to his to his best, um, but but perhaps that that was just us being a little bit optimistic, you know. And I remember the start of the season we were saying, oh, you know, it might take him eight to nine, ten games to get back, but perhaps it's just taking taking that bit longer. But now you're seeing you're seeing the benefits now of the fact that Van Dyke now is 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 back on form, and you can't you can't forget the fullbacks as well. The fullbacks play so well with the system. We know that they're they're excellent going forward. They they obviously understand it and 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 they're not slow as well, so they can always recover. <laughs> so when you've got two 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 fullbacks that that are quick as well and, and they can always always recover, then it's then it's positive. Just to pick up on something, it, it is high risk, and and perhaps one of the one of the things we've got to watch is just as you said, when we lose the ball um, high up, then obviously it leaves us vulnerable. That's one thing, and also runners from deep as well. That, that leaves us vulnerable as well because it's such a such a high line. But I think because we compress the game so well and and we play basically we play in the opposition's half and we we keep possession, create chances that minimizes minimizes the chances of teams teams creating great great chances against us because the because the system works works so well. Um, maybe do you think do you think it's just a bit like when you're a supporter? <laughs> it looks like <laughs> it looks a bit high. It looks very high risk, doesn't it? And you always think, oh, um, <laughs> is it? It's a bit like when you used to. Uh, yeah, it's a bit like when you used to play Sunday League and there was a massive space behind you, mm. behind the centre backs, and you could just obviously there was no offsides because, <laughs> mm. and you always just thought, oh, I'm not a second. If someone puts a ball over the top here, uh, they could get through and score, but. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think um, we're we're playing the, the the system now better than ever, and it's no coincidence that it's come at a time when we've got players like Van Dijk and and Matip and Allison, as I said, and Fabinho in absolute top form. That sort of mini mini diamond at the base of the team. Um, and you know we've won the last four Premier League games. Um, I, I think generally we've conceded 19 goals this season, which has been a bit of an improvement over the last 10 or so games. Um, so I, I think the other thing to say is that um, the offside rule is a little odd, isn't it? Because they do this thing of, of they, 
you know, the let play continue, the flag won't go up. And then if, for example, the ball then goes out for a corner, they don't then bring it back for the original, the original foul. And, and sometimes uh, they don't flag after the event, even though you can see from the video footage that if it went to VAR, had they scored, it would have been chalked off anyway for offside. So I, I think particularly with the with the Leicester game on Thursday and to a lesser extent, the Burnley game, you do um, as fans, certainly I know a lot of us do carry that in game anxiety where, you know, you're watching a match and you're thinking, hang on, you know, we're not quite in control of this. We're not in the lead or we've not got the second goal and it's still up for grabs. And then when you watch the game afterwards, you can kind of see, well, actually, we were we were in control of that game for large periods. And that was a bit like that with Leicester. Leicester had some some good good opportunities early on, but not very much. And then it just took us a while until we got the the, the final goal. And 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 the offside trap that we play kind of feeds into that anxiety, I think, that we almost know that at any minute. Um, you know, the, the the opposing team could be through. Um, I think the point is, objectively speaking, is we are controlling games a lot more now. Um, and and the offside trap is is working to our advantage. Um, that being said, Pad, I, I didn't feel as though um, we were necessarily the better side in the first half overall. I thought Burnley played really well. I mean, they did do all the the, the sort of air strikes that you would expect, but I thought they played some decent stuff on the ground. Were 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 pressing quite well. Were quick into the tackle, and I was just thinking, you know, I can't believe this is the bottom team in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they've not got more points, to be honest. I think anyone going away to Burnley, playing like that, will, will struggle. Um, I don't know whether we were low par or whether it was the atmosphere, whether it was the weather, whether we're, Burnley just had a good game. But they, um, yeah, it was they, they, they could have easily been 1-0 up themselves at half-time. I think the timing of the goal for us helped, and that's probably why we didn't kick on in the second half. Because if that would have went in, nil-nil or something you'd expect to see a different Liverpool side in the second half you really have to step it up because um, yeah yeah, Burnley played well um, I think it just goes to show that you know there's the strength in the league you know if Burnley are bottom and the you know the, it's that intense going away the, um just shows that you can you got to be on your toes you know most away games uh, I know at Anfield we've got such a good record so you kind of confident every time we're playing at home but certainly away from home there's going to be some more tough tests there's some good teams in the league and you know just on, on a bigger note that's why you can always as long as we keep winning just keep hoping that um you know someone like City might 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 drop because they are there are some good teams in this league yeah I mean I, I thought Burnley Matt faded as the game went on I mean I think Liverpool started to get control towards the end of the first half, got the Fabinho goal. Um, I think Mane does very well um, in the in the build-up to that goal, just in terms of um, m- m- making the first ball, which then spins out to Fabinho. And um, yeah. I think for the second half, we pretty much controlled it. I mean, you know, the, we didn't have a lot of chances, 
Um, I don't know how you felt um, the front three played. It was a, the, the classic front three that we've relied on for the last few years. Uh, they all seem to to work really hard, but I don't remember any any great opportunities in the second half. Yeah, the, uh, the Trent yeah. pullback. Sorry, when when Trent made his way onto the left side of the penalty area and pulled it back, and then uh, me nearly knocked it into his own goal. Oh, yeah, that um, one there? And but, Salah and Salah Salah set up Jota almost in the as well, and. Uh, for, yeah, that's for right. Third chance, quite quite late on. So they were quite quiet, really. But as as we were saying, it was a very difficult game for them to get involved in. Uh, same for Bobby, really. I think Bobby did okay first half. He was linking linking things up, but I think as the I think as the game the game kind of went on, he just kind of ran out of legs legs at, at the end. But um, I think Salah and Mane just are just coming back again. So hopefully they'll be. Uh, they'll be on top form for tomorrow night, you know. Well, um, talking about tomorrow night, I mean, uh, we've got uh, Inter Milan at the San Siro. Um, Champions League, um, what's knockout stage, first leg. They call it the second round now, or what do they call it? Um, yeah. It's, yeah, second round. Um, who are you going to start, Matt, in the front three? Because I think, I mean, we'll come back to the midfield in a moment, but I think that's the big question. I mean, do you do you throw Diaz in? Uh, he's got Champions League pedigree. He's being rested. I think Klopp said he didn't want to throw him in against Burnley. That'd be too much too soon. Um, Jota, does Jota have to start? What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think Jota's got to start. He's the informed striker at the moment. And you've got to play, play Mane and Salah. Absolutely. Uh, there's no... Uh, there's no doubt for me that that'll be the front the front three, um, and uh, obviously with 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 Mane and Salah, you've 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 just always got a chance of um, of scoring away from home. And uh, I think with it's interesting, isn't it? With the away with the away goal going, I think that benefits us a little bit actually because I think we'll just treat it as like a normal kind of we'll just treat it almost like a home game. <laughs> uh, and just and just try to control the game early, um, and basically and basically just 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 go for it really. Um, so uh, I think it, I think it could be quite an exciting game like that. Well, um, I, I think I think you, you probably want Pad certainly Salah uh, and Jota on the pitch. Jota because he's you know he scored two on Thursday. He's red hot at the moment. He scored twelve in the Premier League, hasn't he? Um, I can't remember how many he scored in all competitions now. Is it about 17, maybe? I might be wrong about that. Um, do, what do you think about the Mane shout? Does do you do you kind of hold Diaz back until till Norwich on the weekend? Um, three o'clock Saturday kickoff at Anfield, or do you do you, do you throw him in? Do you think it might put Mane's nose out of joint a bit um, if he's dropped? Yeah, I'd go, go Mane. Um, I think just experienced heads away in Italy. Um, I think yeah, Mane, obviously Mane has been part of the team for years now. Um, yeah, his counter-attacks, if, you know, if, if Inter do have any home possession, it's going to be key. I know Diaz is, is speedy as well, but I just think, yeah, um, almost tried and tested 
away from home, Champions League. Um, but saying that, you know, I, I would like to see someone like Elliot play. I don't know why he's not played the last two games. Maybe he's just trying to give him a little bit of a... And I'm just going completely opposite of what I said with Mane there, but I don't know why. Has Elliot, why has, has, has Elliot played much the last two games? Has he well, no, just given a bit no, of... I don't... I don't remember. Don't remember that he came on against Burnley. Um, yeah, uh, he may have come on against Leicester from memory. Um, I think he did, um, but no, I think the way just, the way just see him as a bit of a bit of a wild card in the Champions League because they won't know much anything about him, and he's so good, gives us so much. Yeah, I, I think. I think with um, with Elliot, I think that Klopp's used him, hasn't he, Matt? Uh, much to my surprise, at the start of the season as one of the midfield three. So I don't think he'll throw him in because he wants pace in the front three. Because certainly he hasn't but, done um, that before. I'm thinking midfield. So I just are oh, you thinking midfield? Well, well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. got it's got to be Matt in terms of midfield. It's got to be Fab and and Thiago, hasn't it? Yeah, and, and bring Henderson back in for his Champions League experience as well because I think you think he's back from injury as well. I know he didn't have the best of games on Sunday, but that was that was just a one-off for um, for Hendo. I think if he's fit, then you then I'd like to see that that midfield because I think you've we've gone about we've gone on about it this season, haven't we? About that being our, our best midfield really. So you'd like to see them three in. I would say Inter. Well, Matt, what about the just just about just to challenge you a bit on that? I mean, Hendo was very poor on the weekend. He did get a bad knock actually, uh, but as you say, he's recovered from that. But that might have affected his performance. He's played quite a lot of minutes this season. Uh, he's not at the very top of our minutes table with sort of Van Dijk and Salah, but he's he's up there. Um, pass completion was fifty percent on the weekend, which is you know freakishly low for him. He's normally not not at the in the sort of in the nineties, but he's normally in the eighties. You know, lower to mid range passing completion. Is there an argument that maybe you know Hendo needs a, a bit of a rest just to re-energize? You, you'd want your captain, wouldn't you, in the San Siro? But you've got options now. I mean, Naby Keita played very well. Um, on Sunday in the sense that there was no Rasmataz, he was just quietly effective and did his job in a functional way, which I think is what we need him to do. But on the other hand, I remember, you know, sort of 10 months ago or so, he, he started with Naby, didn't he, in the quarterfinal, first leg, the Champions League against Real Madrid and, and Naby had a bit of a nosebleed that night and it and got hooked off, I think, just before half-time, was it? So I don't know whether Klopp in his mind will be thinking, you know, Maybe I'll go Hendo, uh, or does he? Does he? Does he throw a wild card in? Does he play someone like Harvey, someone like Curtis? You who, who don't don't give the ball away. Yeah, no, I would, I would still definitely play Henderson if he was fit. Um, you're right about Kaita sometimes struggles away from home in the, in the Champions League. Um, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna play Hendo, would you would you play someone like Milner? Milner's got the experience as well, and he's a similar. It'd be it'd be, it'd be similar in in midfield. Uh, don't think Ox Ox will make it. I think Elliot's only just just come back, so it may be a, a big, maybe maybe not for Elliot as well. So I think I think if Henderson's fit and fit, fit and well, I think I'll definitely play him um, against Inter definitely. Well, the, the other thing though is I suppose we've got we've got the five sub rule, haven't we, in the Champions League? So um, 
he's got the he's got the ability to to seriously change that game on sixty if he wants to, uh, whether just to you know get an extra goal or just to to claw to claw one back because he, he could bring on Elliot, uh, Firmino, Diaz, um, those those types of players. He's got massive options from the bench. I would have started Milner actually against Burnley because I just felt it was going to be one of those games where we needed someone who could um, show some experience at a difficult ground in difficult conditions. Um, so I think Milner is a, a bit further down the packing order. I think maybe um, he goes he goes Hando or Kaita and I, It'd be interesting to see which way he goes um, on that one. With Kite, I think Kite he likes to play him against um, sides that are a bit more defensive, and there's going to be more space to try and well, sorry, when he needs more space to open the game up. So like Burnley, West Ham is when he tends to play Kite. So I don't think he, I don't think he will play Kite actually. Just looking at. Um, you know, I don't know much about Inter to be to be honest. So I just just been looking them up on online. The second in the league at the moment behind AC Milan, which should give you should give us a bit of confidence that we can beat that level of team because we beat AC Milan didn't we home and away. But I just noticed they're just looking at this as like statistical characteristics, and they're very strong at counter attacks. And they attack through the middle of the pitch and they're strong at creating chances through through balls, which is which is where we're weak at. So I wonder whether he may opt for a more protective midfield to stop the strengths. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, they're missing Barella, aren't they, as well tomorrow night, who's one of the one of their better players. Um, and that's gonna be a big loss for them. It, it, I mean, the way I the way I was looking at this game was that um, in the group stages, you know, six games of the group stages, uh, Inter scored eight goals, um, and Liverpool scored seventeen goals, and you know we're talking about comparable opposition. It's all Champions League, so I think Liverpool are going to go there, as you say, Matt. I think just play the normal game um, and try to win the game. You know as comfortably as they possibly can. Um, the only concern for Liverpool is if you get um, an interside playing like Napoli, who've been a bit of a, a bogey side for us, haven't they, in previous campaigns, and we've struggled to, to, to beat them at times, being quite tight games. So if they can forge themselves into some sort of uh, Napoli replicant, then that could cause us a problem. I just think it's always interesting with the top Italian sides. I mean, we've seen it this year with with, with Milan. I mean, you know, we, we we struggled for part of the game, didn't we? I think initially, um, it was where we two 0 up and they clawed it back to two two, and then we scored the third. I think, and I think we might have beat them more comfortably in the in the next game against them, but. You always wonder whether when they come up against a, a team like Liverpool, who are used to the intensity of the Premier League uh, and the pressing, whether they're going to be able to live with us. Because the Italian league, I mean, it's, it's to cliche, is a 
it's a much slower league, isn't it? Very technical players, but Liverpool marry the sort of the, the technical and the tenacious, don't they? So it just will be interesting to see whether they can they can live with us. But we've got to turn up. Um, so I, I think he won't worry about about holding some players back because he knows that he can start players like Kaita, for example, or Hendo or Diaz, Firmino on the weekend at Norwich. Harvey can get a start against Norwich. I think that maybe is the way he's going to go. Um, it's um, it, As we've been saying, it's just an exciting time at the moment because you've got all these games coming up. Um, you know, we've got the, the cup final, Carabao Cup at the end of the month. Um, and then it's just game after game, isn't it, until the international break. I mean, it, we just need to try and win as many as we can. And, and my sort of view on this, Matt, in terms of the Premier League is going back to that, that let's just forget about City. Let's just stop worrying about City and try and win every single Premier League game until we play them and then beat yeah. them. And then, then we just see where they are. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Concentrate on our own game. So City, City are just, 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 just in a different, different level at the moment. But we can just, yeah, we can just get on, get on a run, win all them games, and it'll make it a tasty, tasty game when we, when we play them at the Etihad, um, the Etihad, sorry, and and that's in April as well, isn't it? Yeah, the, so the fixture is scheduled, yeah, yeah for ninth, yes. of April. Yeah, so if we can. Um, we are our games till till then, and it's going to be it's going to be a very tasty tasty game, isn't it? That's it. I think we've to to, to stand the chance of of um, getting past them. We've got to win all our games until that game, and then we've got to beat City away. Yeah. Um, and I think if we do that, at the very worst, we'll be three points behind them. Exactly. Um, and then it and then it's you know it, then it's. It, it, it's it's possible, isn't it? With with six 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 seven games to go, um, I think beating Chelsea in the cup final will give us a little bit of confidence as well. It's always nice to win something, isn't it? In the end of February, if you can get a trophy, I think that's going to help the squad a little bit as well. Yeah, and, and Liverpool need to catch up, but you know, City might struggle to maintain the same levels. So if we can just equalise that, then it might come down to a you know a six six game race at the end, uh, you know. But anyway, I just think yeah. at the moment we're we're playing well defensively and we've got so many options up front with the fully fit squad that we're going to be a handful for for most teams. Um, any other business, guys? Before we um, wrap things up and and, and check out the uh, the PSG and Madrid game. Oh, I think that's it, really. Yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, we will speak to you um, after the the Norwich game on the on the weekend at Anfield. Let's hope we can beat uh, International Arle on uh, on Wednesday and uh, set ourselves up for the the second leg up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon.
The best word I can say will clearly describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>